everyone. I'm Lindsay Davis. We're coming back on the air right now to let you know that officials have just announced that they have, in fact, captured the person of interest in that deadly mass shooting at a July 4th parade just outside of Chicago today. 22-year-old Robert Cremo was captured without incident. Let's take a listen to what authorities said just moments ago. We're encouraged that we have a person of interest, but again, we're, we're going to pursue and continue to pursue everything that comes in. So thank you very much. At least six people were killed, more than two dozen injured in Highland Park, Illinois. Police say that the gunman opened fire with a rifle from on top of a building. Let's go now to ABC's Alex Perez, who's in Highland Park for us along the parade route. Alex, what are you learning? Lindsay, this is the moment authorities have been working for since this morning when that shooting took place. The suspect now in custody. Uh, authorities going further than just calling him a person of interest at that press conference a short time ago, saying that they believe he's the person responsible for this shooting. Now, authorities say they captured the suspect. That's 22-year-old Robert Cremo, about 13 miles north of here in the uh, suburb of North Chicago. Authorities say they captured him after a traffic stop. They say there was some sort of brief pursuit. Uh, other officers were called to assist with that pursuit, and then he was taken into custody without incident. Now, Lindsay, you might be able to see behind me here, there are still officers uh, on the scene here. This is still an active crime scene. Authorities collecting evidence and trying to really piece together everything that happened here. It was just after uh, 10 a.m. local time when that July 4th parade got started here when police say the gunman perched from a rooftop opened fire and began striking people who had gathered here for this parade. Six people killed, at least 31 injured. And Lindsay, if you look behind me over here, you can see all of these chairs here. They've been here all day. That's where people who had gathered to watch the parade were sitting. There are uh, food, glasses, bottles, all kinds of things. People just left everything when those shots rang out and they ran for cover. Lindsay, it was a frightening situation. People say they uh, initially thought it was fireworks when they heard the popping sound, but unfortunately it was a gunfire. Authorities now have that suspect in custody, of course, questioning him, going through his social media profiles, trying to determine what exactly led him to this. Lindsay? Alex Perez, our thanks to you for your coverage all day. Witnesses, as you say, described it. A combination, really, of panic and confusion along that parade route this morning. Some running the moment that they heard the shots, leaving everything behind, as we just saw there with the, the strollers and the chairs and the coolers left behind. Uh, neighboring communities did cancel some of the parades and fireworks shows as a precaution. Authorities are now about to hold a news conference, perhaps. Uh, we'll return to you if that does happen. Our coverage can Continues on ABC News Live and abcnews.com. We'll, of course, have more on Nightline and first thing in the morning. I'm Lindsay Davis in New York. Have a good night. This has been a special report from ABC News. They have more power than ever before. They're out in the open, but they operate in secrecy. They have more power than ever before. If you speak out, it's guaranteed you will be retaliated against.
your career will be in jeopardy and your fear for your life, honestly. Los Angeles, California has been plagued with gang violence for decades. It's even been called the gang capital of America. But the gangs are not just on the streets. Through lawsuits and reports, we're learning that there are gangs of officers within the L.A. Sheriff's Department, one of the largest law enforcement agencies in the U.S. Alleged gang of sheriff's deputies within the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. We're talking about homegrown groups with internal deputies. They pick a tattoo that they like. They all get tattooed. It's exclusive. It's also secret. And as a result, they form sort of a shadow government sometimes. A deputy gang is really just what society associates with a street gang. The only real difference is that deputy gangs, they have a badge and they are protected by law. Fault Lines investigates allegations of violence and intimidation by gangs within the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. Who do they answer to? They only answer to each other. Everything they do is for the betterment of the gang. hear these stories they're so different but yet they're so alike can you take me through the day that he was killed what happened on that day that morning he had actually led a prayer circle for another individual that had passed away and they were having a barbecue to honor this person's life that was the reason that he was there On August 12, 2018, a woman called 911 to say that her boyfriend's watch had been stolen at gunpoint. After Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies arrived, they eventually came across 21-year-old Anthony Vargas. When he saw the sheriff's car, Anthony ran, but he tripped and fell. The deputies chased him down, and they say a fight ensued. They claimed Anthony had a gun and shot him 13 times. Ten times in the back, once in the arm, and twice in the head. I got the call. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. We all got there. We kept asking the sheriff, can you tell us if this is him? We stood there from 3 o'clock in the morning to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. When they let me go and identify him, I was only able to see maybe a little bit lower than his eyebrow to his chin. And it was like just this little tiny piece. And once I seen that, I screamed and I fell to the floor. Oh, and that water, if you put yeah. it on a tree, it helps it grow. <laughs> <laughs> We have a lot of people that say, well, why did your kid run? In our community, when there's a sheriff that's out there at that late of a time, there's a fear of being shot. So anybody is going to run from them. A year and a half after Anthony was killed, the L.A. District Attorney released an investigation into his death. 
It found that there were no fingerprints on the gun, and DNA testing was inconclusive. The burglary victim said Anthony was not the person who stole his watch. Still, the report concluded that the deputies acted in self-defense. That's not what Anthony's family believes. They say the sheriff's deputies who shot him, Jonathan Rojas and Nicholas Perez, used excessive deadly force. They filed a lawsuit after his death, alleging the deputies were members or prospects of the banditos. Who are the banditos? It's a gang within the East LA Sheriff's Department. These are people that are working as detectives, as deputies in our communities. The Vargas lawsuit claims the banditos promoted a culture of fear, intimidation, and violence inside the Sheriff's Department. And they say this was a major factor in Anthony's shooting. Are you a banditos gang member? No, I am not. In depositions, the deputies who shot Anthony denied that they're associated with the group. The shooting of Anthony Vargas was not in order to earn your stripes with the Banditos camp. Is that true? Correct. That's not why I shot. These people are untouchable. It's not about human life. They want exactly what every gang member wants, the power and control. These claims are not new. These groups have existed in the Sheriff's Department for at least 50 years. The department calls them cliques or subgroups and argues that they're social in nature, like a fraternity, but they're widely known as deputy gangs. A deputy gang is a group of law enforcement officers who band together like a traditional street gang under a common symbol a gang tattoo, often very menacing, very violent. The Jump Out Boys, for example, that's a tattoo of a skull holding a revolver. And for each kill, um, a bullet and smoke is added to the chamber of the revolver. And what are the kinds of things that you have to do to become a member? You have to break the rules, really. Which often means racially profiling people, having unconstitutional arrests, valorizing excessive use of force, shooting people. But it's done in the name of law enforcement, where the group members think they are the best, most hardworking, effective law enforcement officers in the county. I believe that 85% of the department is not affiliated with the deputy gangs, but they're incredibly influential. Since the 1970s, at least 18 deputy gangs have existed in the sheriff's department, some of which are still active. Probably the most reported on is the banditos or the executioners, but they are new ones that are created probably every year, I would say. They seem to cluster around areas of Los Angeles where there are lots of people of color, usually low income. There are no deputy gangs in Malibu, you know. One deputy said in a deposition, a group called the Executioners would celebrate at bars after a deputy shot someone. Anthony Vargas' shooting is not the only case alleging the involvement of L.A. deputy gangs. How about this latest shooting of Andres Bernardo? 
others have also gotten coverage. Was that done by an eighth member or a prospect of the executioners? Uh, prospect. In lawsuits, deputies have alleged that those who want to join a gang often engage in aggressive policing. There's been a history of violent gangs in the sheriff's office. According to a report by Loyola Law School, sheriff stations with active gangs have the highest rates of deputy-involved shootings. And more than 80% of those shot were black or Latino. Morning. My name is Stephanie Luna and I am the aunt of Anthony Vargas, who was murdered in August of 2018. I'm standing alongside a lot of grieving families that have experienced the exact same violence from the same sheriff's department. This is going to continue to happen if we don't step up now and put something in place. Love you, Anthony. Thank you, guys. Say his name! Anthony Vargas! Say his name! Anthony Vargas! Say his name! Anthony Vargas! East Los Angeles, where Anthony was killed, has had the highest number of deputy-involved shootings in the county since 2016, according to Loyola. In court testimony, deputies have said that the banditos controlled the station around the time of his fatal shooting. We went to East L.A. Station to see if we could learn more about the banditos and the culture here. Deputy David Pantoja has been with the L.A. Sheriff's Department for 10 years. So we're going to be in this car right here? Okay. He transferred to the East L.A. Station six months ago. You obviously, like, you've had to deal with a lot of street gangs. Right. So then if you hear people saying, oh, there's gangs within the Sheriff's Department. I say where? Show me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. why do you think they're saying it? I have no idea. I'm not saying that there's never any bad people within the sheriff's department. I think there's bad within any profession. I haven't personally experienced it, so I, I couldn't tell you. But if someone said, hey, there's gangs here, still I'd say, show me where. Kennedy Hall. An incident that happened in this building brought out some of the most detailed and damning claims against the banditos to date. In September 2018, the East L.A. station hosted a party here for new deputies. By the end of the night, young officers who'd angered alleged banditos during their training were beaten up in this parking lot. At least two of them were taken to the hospital. After the assault, eight deputies filed a lawsuit against the county, saying the banditos are an illegal, racist, and sexist criminal organization that engages in intimidation, harassment, and bullying, and that they even encourage planting guns on victims. They say after they complained to the county, they were retaliated against, and that the banditos withheld backup on dangerous calls, stole the bulletproof vest of a deputy, and left dead rats outside their homes. If you are named as a rat, you are no longer provided backup. You're assaulted. This L.A. Sheriff's deputy told us they've worked closely with members of the banditos. They decided to come forward for their first on-camera interview, but asked us to hide their identity for fear of retaliation, which they say is rampant in the department. Even off-duty, they would remove the lug nuts from the wheels of uh, deputies' personal vehicles so that the wheels can fall off and they can lose control. These people are thugs. They are not who citizens of Los Angeles County are counting to protect them. When deputies try to join the gang, it's called Chasing Inc., referring to the tattoo. 
what does chasing ink have anything to do with being involved in shootings? If you get involved in shootings and uh, situations where your your life is at stake, well, they respect that. And if you are chasing ink, well, you're going to look for trouble. And doing that, looking for trouble, getting involved in shootings will help you get into a deputy gang? That and doing what you're told. Why did you feel like it was important to speak out and share this information with us? Because of how boldly Sharpie and Weber defends these guys. I, Alex Villanueva. He's responsible for the power that he holds right now. Alex Villanueva worked at the East LA station early in his career. He was elected in 2018 becoming the latest in a string of L.A. County sheriffs who's had to address concerns about deputy gangs. Even Sheriff Alex Villanueva... He told a local news reporter that the banditos were in charge at the time of the Kennedy Hall attack. Pretty much they were, they were calling the shots. They were uh, dictating the decisions of the station, and that has a very bad outcome, obviously. In February of 2020, I approved a department policy... A little over a year into his term... He created a policy prohibiting deputies from joining what he calls cliques. Any employee who aligns with a clique or subgroup which engages in any form of misconduct will be held accountable. But it's unclear if anyone has been disciplined or terminated under the policy. We went to ask Sheriff Yanueva what exactly has been accomplished around these groups. It's a social function. People band together. Unit pride. He says the issue is overblown. In the absence of good supervision, yes, it could be harmful. But other groups that have tattoos, in fact, all of them engage in charitable activities. He told us an internal affairs investigation found no misconduct by the deputies in the shooting of Anthony Vargas. There was no wrongdoing. If they're not engaged in misconduct, there's no action for an employer to be involved in which means the department won't investigate if a deputy's in one of these groups, unless a crime has been committed. I don't make decisions based on perception. I need facts. Evidence that someone uses a gun unlawfully because of in furtherance of a gang, I have never, ever seen that. The allegations have been, there, been made there by plaintiff's attorneys because they get to add more zeros to the check when the county settles. You're telling me that somebody who lost a loved one that their motive is purely financial? Well, if your loved one fought with the deputies, armed, and the deputies were able to overcome the resistance and they resorted to the deadly force, at some point I have to say time out. It, it, just accept the facts and don't tarnish the organization because you just cannot accept that. I'm sorry, but that's bullcrap. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to accept that. He knows there's a gang within his departments. He knows that he needs to do something about it. My son deserved better. He had aspirations. He wanted to be the next barbecue pit master, an amazing cook. Growing up, his siblings used to pick on him because he was such a mama's boy. And as he became a preteen, he became a grandma's boy. He was very jolly, always helping. 
now we're left here wondering how my son would have been. What they did to him was not fair. And what we believe is what done in darkness comes to light. We're just trying to get answers. We also need for you to understand you don't just kill our children or kill the individual. You're taking down the whole family. And now us, we're left to pick up the pieces. Just like when you do an investigation, you want people to cooperate with you? We're just trying to get the same It's not just families who are looking for answers. Even the Inspector General of Los Angeles, whose job it is to provide oversight of the Sheriff's Department, says he's been left in the dark. Our ability to investigate, which is granted by state law and local law, has been completely shut down by the, the current Sheriff's Administration. How? By refusing to respond to subpoenas, by refusing to provide documents, by instructing people to refuse. So he's saying that you need all the facts, but he's blocking you from getting all the facts. That's correct. Review Bandito's investigation. So okay. this is the report. As you can in see, his report, he says an internal investigation by the Sheriff's Department almost completely ignored evidence of the Bandito's role in the Kennedy Hall attack. Deputies refused to speak. That's an example of a code of silence that is enforced from above. He says that Sheriff Villanueva has promoted a culture of intimidation that extends to oversight officials like him. See that? That sweeps for bugs because I get informants telling me that he's uh, bugging my emails. He has a team, a politically charged investigation team, and the way they work is the sheriff announces the target, he tells the public the person's a criminal, and then that team goes and tries to make it uh, stick in court. I wrote a report about um, him rehiring a deputy a gang member, a guy who uh, had previously been fired, and he put me under criminal investigation when actually I was just doing my job. Why do you think that he did that? What was the message he was trying to send you? Uh, gang busting is not appreciated. Oversight is not appreciated. He did not want us to be able to collect information. He wants to be the only source of information for the Sheriff's Department. Everything he's legally entitled to, he has. He says that you blocked him in information. Is that Absolute true or not? Absolutely hogwash things. It's a, it's a joke. Sheriff Villanueva's office did not respond to the claim that he bugged the inspector general's emails. Instead, they said that he's repeatedly demonstrated his commitment to transparency and accountability. Even before I was sworn in, I stopped at East L.A. Station, which was a source of all the trouble regarding the Kennedy Hall incident. Sheriff Villanueva said he fired four people and suspended others after the Kennedy Hall assault. We transferred a total of 36 personnel from East L.A. Station. He also maintains that he broke up the banditos by moving deputies to different stations. But according to sworn testimony from the captain of the station at the time, those transfers were not disciplinary. What's more... Documents that fault lines exclusively obtained after our interview with Sheriff Villanueva seem to confirm that. They show that in 2019, after the Kennedy Hall incident, several alleged Bandito members were promoted or transferred to coveted assignments, positions which lead to a pay raise or can help advance a deputy's career. If you're a sergeant, if you're a lieutenant, if you're working homicide, these are highly paid positions. It's a lot of money. Deputies are right now making $250,000. So what does that tell you? It tells me that it pays 
to be a deputy gang member. We asked Sheriff Villanueva's office about this, but they did not respond directly and touted his policy prohibiting clicks. Sheriff Villanueva is a symptom, but the cause is much older than him. 50 years of deputy gangs in Los Angeles County is a failure at every level from every arm of Los Angeles County government, which is why we are where we are right now with an out-of-control problem but it can be tackled if they would simply release the information about who is affiliated. He didn't deserve what happened to him. if Deputy Rojas and Perez are part of the banditos and their attorneys did not respond to questions we sent them. The people that murdered him don't deserve to be in the streets. What we do know is, since the shooting of Anthony Vargas, they were promoted to training officers, putting them in a position of power over new deputies. And in December 2019, Deputy Perez and another officer shot and killed a 25-year-old man in East Los Angeles. It gives us a rage because these are people that were supposed to be here to protect and serve. I want to know who were they protecting other than themselves? Who are they serving? The sheriffs that actually killed my son are still in our community. We've all seen them. Sheriffs drive by in front of our house. After they murdered my nephew, and face no consequence, we now know what they're capable of. All of my family has been wearing body cameras now so that if anything should happen, we have everything documented. We've lived our entire lives in East LA. There are gangs here. Yeah, we're not afraid of the gangs in the streets. We're more on the lookout for the gangs with the badges. My family comes out every week. Sometimes they come out three times a week just to make sure, you know, that the tree can grow nice and healthy. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I miss them like crazy. The Vargas family is determined to take their case to trial. Being able to look those officers in the face, to have other people judge them the way they judged my son is what we want. We can walk away with not getting a penny, and we're fine with it. Okay, so we are here today uh, for our special meeting on deputy gangs in the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. This special meeting is an effort for us, for, for us to really try to hear from the public. There are ongoing investigations into gangs within the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. One of them is by the Civilian Oversight Commission. My nephew Anthony was 21 when he was executed by two East L.A. sheriff deputies who chose to target and murder him as an entryway into the deputy gang known as the Banditos. Instead of being held accountable, these deputies are being rewarded. Eradicate deputy gangs. Thank you. Bam. We've been doing this for three years. Okay, good. I don't know how they give you two minutes to, like, spew yeah, everything out. So 
it becomes part of a grieving process for us. We want Anthony's story to get out there because we want other people to take the strength. How many times have you seen a person in a gang-related shooting get shot 13 times? People need to start rising up in our communities and speaking on what's going on here because we need to take our streets back and away from these criminals. Nothing in this world that we can do is going to bring back my son. But I'll be damned if my son's life is going to be in vain. I'm going to fight hard to make sure that this doesn't happen to another family. No 
Hello, message.